Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. We're in pre-season, pre-season for season three. The lads are going to join us. Um, we have a new shiny uh, signing to unveil to you. We'll look at the Women's World Cup, the new kit, the pre-season, and I had started at Boreham the other day, the ins and outs of the club, uh, new director of football, and we even have some questions from listeners. So please do enjoy the show. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. You can check out other content on gunsandyellowribbons.com. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world. It's Fergus from Guns and Yellow Ribbons. We're back. 2019-20 season is pre-season. Um, we have lots to talk about. As I said in the intro, we're going to look at new signings. And uh, we have a new signing of our own, which will be unveiled. And we're not talking about Gabriel Martinelli, the Brazilian fourth league player. Um, mm. uh, we have uh, Manny and we have Trev who sunned himself out on the beaches of Cos all summer. Um, how are we doing, boys? I'm very good, thank you, Fergus. Very good indeed, mate. Uh, looking forward to uh, picking the podcast up again. Let's do this. Yeah. It, it, listen, I've missed it a little, you know. I, I was glad to get rid of it at the end of the season, but a month a month off, has, I think, has been very good. So, Manny, what are you up to? I'm trying not to cuss you off for fucking up this podcast three times. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let, 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 let's let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, I would like to unveil our new signing. Drum roll, please. Uh, Dan Dan Potts has joined us. Uh, Dan is from the North Bank Block Five. Uh, we have had Dan a couple of times on um, some little. Uh, interview things we've done from the stadium normally wankered out of our heads but um, I think you're sober Dan are you? Introduce yourself. Hello Fergus, hello boys listen thanks for having us, I do appreciate it I am sober believe it or not um, I've actually run out of beer which is a massive schoolboy error for tonight to be fair but um, thanks for having me on mate, it's great for you, obviously I'm block five, well, what is it, a row ahead of you and a few to the left, is that about right? Yeah, I'm row nine, you're row eight Yeah that's right mate, um, so I've been going to the Emirates for, well, since you moved there um, started going to Ibrahim when I was 14 with my best mate who worked up there just let us up in the North Bank and I used to go and sit up the top there and I was quite lucky really because I probably started watching Arsenal when we used to actually win stuff <laughs> um, so I managed to go to all the unbeaten games and all the invincible season blah 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 and um, since we moved to the Emirates that's where it started to go wrong really but that's another story but um, yeah huge goner um, kind of a bit too young to remember 89 unfortunately because I was born in 87 um, bit too young to remember 91, but 92 season onwards when we st- signed Ian Wright. That was uh, my, where my love for Arsenal come, really. So, um, yeah, that's a little well, bit about me and my background of supporting the club, really. It's good to have you on, and I hope Thanks, you mate. enjoy it. Listen, it's four guys with a beer or not with a beer, whatever the case may be, just chatting Arsenal. That's how, that's how it works. By Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Uh, what has it been like, uh, Trev? You, well, for you, it's probably completely different. What has it been like uh, throughout the summer without football? Well, do you know what, mate? I thought what we've we've been out here and, and and starting this 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 moving to this new place. I thought I'd have other things, you know, to keep me busy, but I've I've missed it badly, missed it badly this season. Uh, I'm just ready for it to start. And if I'm really honest, I don't know how I'm going to handle missing games this year. I didn't think I'd feel like that, but uh, 
there's obviously Arsenal you, in my blood, yeah. Do you think it was because you left in April and you didn't get the end of the season, so it seems even longer? Well, do you know what, mate? On reflection, it was it weren't a bad thing to miss the last few games of the season, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> I, I got out to Baku, and, and that that was I, I'd settled down all right. But then I went to Baku, didn't I? And I met up with all my mates, all the lads out there, and that sort of rekindled it all again. Just when I was settling in, and yeah, we, uh, do, we, we do remember the late 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 night Facetimes. Yeah, I wish I did. Root cup bars. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> Manny, Bloody you're hell. off to work later. So, uh, what 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 were you been doing over the summer? I know you've been staying away from like social media quite a lot, like a bit like myself. I've had, I've got to do some stuff on there, but I've I've tried to stay away a little bit. What have you been doing? Um, I've been keeping busy, man. Um, like I said, I'm moving to to Canada next year, so my thoughts and and everything that I've been doing has been geared towards that. Um, I've enjoyed not having football. I've enjoyed not interacting and not checking Sky Sports and Twitter every five minutes. Mm. Um, it's been a breath of fresh air. Um, I'm going to stay away and I'm going to keep staying away because I think it's better for my sanity because I can't be dealing with certain people. So right. I've enjoyed not having the football. And Dan, yourself? To be fair, mate, I've been watching any sport. That isn't football at the moment, to be fair. Apart from cricket, I can't deal with cricket. I nah, think that's, I'm Irish. that's a cure for insomnia, mate. I tell you. But uh, <laughs> I, I, Wimbledon for me has, has been has been good. Um, to be fair, I watch any sport if I'm honest with you. Um, and obviously, I did watch a little bit of the women's women's World Cup. To be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, we're, we we got that on the list to, to talk about actually as well. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I mean, I've had a lot of personal stuff go on, so I've been a bit busy dealing with that. But um, now that's all done and dusted, it's uh, back to pre-season, mate. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, good. Well, myself, um, I spent uh, a lot more time with the wife, which was important at the minute. Um, we, we we joined the National Trust, and we've gone out and saw some. We've gone out this weekend again and seen some the nice, beautiful history we've got around this country. So it's fantastic to see with a, a local vi- village fete on the green the the other week, which is was it, um, the. the De- uh, Loughton Debden community there's a big green in the middle and uh, Essex Council want to build 200 houses on it and it's a beautiful green space so uh, it's almost like a, a reclaim the green sort of campaign it's called Save Jessel Green and they they put on a, a village fete on there every year for the kids to do on inflatables and stuff like that and the local pub sticks out a, a big stage and they got five or six bands and stuff on there um so we've done that we've done stuff with uh with um with the grandkids the grandkids and the grand uh the mother-in-law and stuff like that um watching the women's world cup as well uh and well talking about music i did go to my very first ever <laughs> ever ever <laughs> concert <laughs> i went to hotel california <laughs> I went to Wembley. I got given tickets um, to go to Wembley, and um, I saw Cheryl Crow and the Eagles. Uh, Cheryl Crow was great. We had a great day out, me and the wife. Uh, we've never done anything like this before, but um, yeah, we 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 done that, and uh, I left early. Oh fuck it, my dog, my dog died. <laughs> my dog, chef. Honestly, the music is brilliant. The great performers. I I, I can't fault it. But there was a. I was saying to the guys beforehand. There's a guy sitting in front of me. Playing his air guitar the whole fucking time. <laughs> There's another guy sitting beside me, looking like he all he needed was a foam around his mouth. He was having a, an epileptic fit, and we were on Roll God in Wembley Stadium, so we're on level five. It was a dark desert highway, I tell you that. Hmm. Boys, 
let's uh, let's move on. Uh, that's our, our summer over and done with. <laughs> <laughs> Some different to others, I tell you that. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Trev, do you like the Eagles? No, not even even less now. <laughs> In a word. <laughs> not at all. Oh, right, so I'll tell you what the, the, the big topic of debate in my local pub, uh, which is the centre of the universe, obviously, um, next to uh, the Highbury or, or the Emirates, uh, was the Women's World Cup. I've never seen like 10 blokes stand talking about football before in my life, arguing, oh, it's shit, it's crap, oh, it ain't like the boys' game or the men's game, oh, this, that, and the other. Yet again, when England missed a penalty, they're going, oh, White should have taken that penalty, and this one, and everybody knew all the players. Like, Arsenal had nine players in the World Cup, and in the final, we had three players, and in the bronze game, uh, we had two players, you know, we had... Medima, Van der Donk and uh, Rude, I think, uh, for Holland in the final, although Rude was on the bench. And then we had Beth Med and Leah Wim- Williamson for, for England in the, um, in the losers final. Did you watch much of it? Yeah, I watched the semi-finals, man. And it's good to see that it doesn't matter what gender, what generation, what era, England are still a bunch of fuck-ups. Oh, from a Frenchman. Unbelievable. <laughs> how, Unbelievable. Far did France, how far did France get? I don't give a fuck. We're world champions, bro. I don't give a fuck about that. No, the, uh, but, the, the but I was rooting for England. I was really rooting for England, right? And I was really engaged in that game. And you get the opportunity. And just like everybody else, men's game, women's game, you guys fuck it up. The opportunity was right there. I think they had the, um, I think they had the US. You know what I mean? They could have had them. You know... <sighs> I think fit, fitness, you could see the difference in, in fitness levels between the uh, the USA, because they've been doing it for years. They There was close to, and, and I'm not trying to do a comparison between men's football and, and women's football, but the, the fitness levels that they had were as close to maybe uh, matching the sort of intensity that a, men, a men's game can do. Um, but England, it seemed not only with England, but with uh, Holland as well in the final. Once, once a team concedes the first goal, their the their heads really drop. There's there's not that fire, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a great competition, and to get 11.6 million people watching that semi final game, and I think if you look at um, the final, they were talking about it on the radio uh, in Brazil, uh, 40 million people watched the women's World wow. Cup final. You know. Out, really? outstretching, wow. yes, and there was twenty something million in America. I'm sure there's probably seven or eight million over here because I, I watched part of it. Um, I didn't watch the third, fourth place one, but I, I watched part of the final, and it was good, you know, just just to watch it. I think that game is in ten years' time. That game will be up there, probably championship sort of levels and again try not to compare the, the two sports because although it's the same game it's it's a slightly different sport i i think um it will improve in, immensely especially with the wsl uh that was introduced last year um and there's talk of the premier league possibly taking it over probably to make more money out of it um but that will that will um i think lead to more investment the players will get paid more etc etc yeah, do you know what, boys? I'm going to hold my hands up and admit it now. I never watched a minute of it. Not a minute. Not not because I'm against it. Nothing against it at all. It's just um, you know, it's just my choice. I didn't didn't just didn't want to watch it. You know, so 
So I didn't. I, I, I wanted England to win. I wish England would have won, but uh, I couldn't tell you what happened at all. I, 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 I didn't want to watch it, so I didn't. I must admit, I watched a few of the games and I'm not going to lie, I kind of thought the USA was obvious winners quite early on, just in terms of the difference in quality. And obviously, Fergus mentioned the fitness. I thought that was quite clear to see early on. I actually watched that game and thought that England were, although I didn't ever see them winning it, I thought they were fairly unlucky. People said our oh, decisions didn't go their way, but to be fair, I, I can't lie. I didn't think it was it was as bad as people, some people were making out. And the penalty was a was a shocking penalty, wasn't it? I mean, yes, it really was. Um, but I, I did have to laugh at Phil Neville at the end. I don't know if you if you heard what he said. He said, oh, he said we we struggled when we went down to ten men." <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I did hear that. I thought, "Oops." <laughs> I thought, well, ten I players." Thought, well, <laughs> <laughs> that did make me laugh. But uh, yeah. in terms of the actual quality, I didn't think it was it was as bad as some people were saying. Like like you say, Fergus, people talking in pubs and stuff. Hey, people go, "Oh, it's embarrassing," and all this. And I think, do you know what? Actually, I've I've got friends who are Colchester United fans, and I think that team would have easily walked the floor with them. Do you know what I mean? So I thought it was actually quite entertaining. I must admit. Like I said people talked about it in pubs. There was a little bit of negativity, but then we've, uh, there was a, a lady, Tracy, challenged some of the guys and said, look, you've got five guys down here talking about women's football. That wouldn't happen four years ago. And then yeah. she wasn't even in the pub the next, I think, on Sunday, and people were talking after the um, after the semi-final, and they were saying, oh, such a one should have played. And, oh, if they played that pass. And, but people were talking about it like it was... Uh, a, a proper, do you, you know, a proper game is not the right, but you, you understand what I mean. They were talking about it, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what did you guys who watched it make of VAR? Because VAR is coming to the Premier League, and there is talk about VAR. Um, there was an article that the Premier League aren't going to use VAR in the exact same way. So, for the likes of um, uh, penalties, if a if a goalkeeper's uh, off his line. The, the, there's going to be a little bit of tolerance. I don't know. Yeah, well, no, it, I did hear this. I did hear this. This was a Scotland game, wasn't it, with a with a penalty? And yes. She, yeah, I remember this now. The thing is with VAR, <laughs> football isn't black and white. There's a lot of grey areas in football, and I think there's other sports that that is black and white, and they're using it obviously in in tennis and rugby and cricket and stuff. And I just think with football, there's so many grey areas. You know, it was was his toe offside like you know did that hit that player before all that sort of stuff is is just too grey for me so I think bringing VAR in is as much as I've not liked it and not enjoyed it I think it probably is the right thing to do but it does need to work and it hasn't the last the last couple of couple of seasons that we've we've seen I'll be interested to see how they do it in the stadium like I've I've been a supporter in principle of VAR um but I think, like for us guys standing block five or Trev in block seven, um, or on the beaching calls, um, the the just seeing VARs conducted on the on the screen and not seeing what they're looking at, I I, I think that's where they need to, uh, that's that's where they need to um, probably show what we're seeing on the TV at home. They need well, to I show. I think it. there's two things to that in there. Well, firstly, how long does it take? Like, come on, it it should really only take. A couple of seconds for someone. To... There should be a limit of thirty seconds or something oh, like that. Absolutely, and also next season if we bring it in, we not might not be able to celebrate a goal because we don't know one hundred percent that that goal has gone in. 
So there's going to be a lot of waiting around. Uh, like for a typical example, last season in the Champions League, I was going absolutely nuts running around the lounge when Raheem Sterling scored against Tottenham. Next minute I've sat down and realised it don't count. That's that's a typical example of what I'd be doing at the Emirates if we score a last minute goal where it goes to VAR and then all of a sudden we can't celebrate it and we're all we're all let down. So that's all I've got to say about VAR really. You see, boys, boys the, the, the thing is with VAR, right? Football's the greatest... I'm putting my old man's head on here a minute. Football's the greatest sport on the planet, right? It's the most talked about sport on the planet. And and the reason it's the greatest is because we have these conversations like, was that or wasn't that? Or the ref did this or the ref did that. And But at the end of the day, next week comes and all that's forgotten, you know? So if it was interesting what you just said, Fergus, about they're going to be a bit lenient with VAR on certain things. I don't like that. If they're going to make us have it, let's let's make sure it's, it's the, exactly the same criteria for every game and every person. Otherwise, let's just leave it. Let me just sit down next week and call the ref all the names under the sun because he cost Arsenal a goal or a decision, you know. So if it's coming, let, let, let's make it consistent. Let's make it right. Because to be honest, if it, if it takes away me being able to slag the ref off at the end of a game, that's spoiling me fun a little bit, you know. I, 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 but I think you will be able to because VAR is also infallible because there's humans involved. In, in, in fairness, VAR should be used for mistaken identity in the case of red cards and line calls. So if you can draw a line for somebody being offside, if uh, a goal's over the line or not. Um, penalties. Uh, they can take forever. There's five minutes added on to some of these games. So we're looking at, rather than being a 90-minute game with two or three minutes added time for substitutions, we're going to be looking at a 100-minute game. Yeah, we are. Don't forget what it's got to be used for. It's also got to be used for fucking up Tottenham every game. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it does that, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, what else? Uh, the new kit. We had the new kit unveiled. There was a so-called cronky out protest embarrassing um don't th- start all right <laughs> do not start okay because i've got him up <laughs> you will no you, you know what right you laugh at the protest all you want right and i and i had a a, a great debate with, with certain fans about this right i'm so sick of arsenal fans moaning and complaining about Cronky. all right everybody hates Cronky. Everybody doesn't agree with Cronky's ownership. But what exactly has uh, have Arsenal fans as a collective done about him? You know, whenever somebody tries to set up a protest, the first reaction that you get is, but that's not going to do anything. Okay, the next cause of action. Possibly not going to games. Oh, but I'm a season ticket holder and I want to support the team. Okay, cool. So what's the next cause of action? I don't know. All Arsenal fans do when it comes to Kroenke is moan, complain, moan, complain. But when it comes to actually doing like actions and, and trying to get together and doing something, too busy arguing about fucking Meza Ozil and, and, and Granite Xhaka and all those shit players. So if you're going to uh, have a go at you know, certain Arsenal fans for actually you know, trying to you know, galvanise the fan base and trying to do something about Kroenke, then I don't know what to tell you. Me personally, I was... Somebody came to me and asked me, what have I done, you know, or what am I doing in, in terms of that movement? Well, and then Fergus, you were talking about what you're doing in the summer. So one of the things that I've been doing in the summer has been lending my voice to youth centres. 
and trying to you know speak to the youths and because you know what's been going on in London in terms of crime and in terms of youth crime in general so I feel somebody, like somebody only shot around the corner from you at the weekend exactly just down the road from me you know stabbings have been happening up my way two minutes up the road from me so it's it's affecting the community as a whole so I asked myself what exactly can I do in order to contribute to that so I've been going to youth centers I've been speaking to the youth and trying to get an understanding about what's going on so I feel like my voice is more impactful in that respect so that's where I'm lending my voice that's where my energy is going I don't give a damn about half of the things that's going on with Arsenal. But if somebody was to come to me and tell me, listen, there's a protest about Cronky going on, then guess what? I'm going to go. But my energy is over here trying to understand what's going on in my own community. So that's what I've been doing. But as Arsenal fans, especially here in the UK, because this is the hub, if you really want Cronky out, if you really feel so passionate about something, if you're not doing anything about it, then please shut the fuck up and be happy with what's going on right now. Don't and, moan or complain anymore. And Newcastle fans have been moaning for 10 years about Mike Ashley and what the fuck gets done? Nothing. Mike Ashley's owns Newcastle uh, fans I don't think have the power anymore because the money's so huge bullshit and, and, bullshit, and if, we, if we don't turn up somebody else will take my seat Fergus, you know, I watched a documentary on BBC Player a few years ago right, it was about this football club in Israel now, the fans didn't like the fact that their club signed two players from Chechnya, you know what the fans did they stopped going to games and bear in mind, this club were fighting for the league at the time. That's the Israel. fans didn't show up. Listen, the fans didn't show up and the team started to go down the table because they weren't happy about something. So for you to sit there and tell me that fans don't have an impact is bullshit. Now, it's now, bullshit. I, I, I don't think we have as much of impact in a Premier League as you would have in a league in Israel. If bullshit. the fans... It, 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 look, listen, they might have 20,000 seats of stadium and all of them chuck the season tickets in there's not a there's not a 50,000 60,000 waiting list there's not a whole lot of corporate seats that are going to come oh. in and take it up and that's the issue yes if we want to do so and I don't want to get into a cronky out debate uh, it's not such. a cronky out debate no 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 no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's just fa- fans mobilisation or doing fans doing stuff uh, I I I, I, I I just, I, something can be done, like everyone turn their backs at once, stuff like that. But abandoning the team along the way is, is not... See, is, see, uh, this, 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 see, this here is what I'm talking about. This, oh, we're abandoning the team, blah, 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 blah. Listen, it's not about that. Right? Tre- at the end Trev. of the day, at the, at the end of the day, right, Arsenal are going to America right now. So are you trying to tell me that Arsenal fans cannot come together and try to, to do something? But no, instead it's, oh, the players are going to come out and we don't want to dish up their pre-season. Well, guess what? Stop complaining about Kroenke then. Because the Arsenal is a worldwide brand. We've got fans everywhere. So you're trying to tell that, me that, that if that, Arsenal yeah, fans came together, is, something but, couldn't happen. But, but Bullshit. That, that, but that Israeli side don't have fans everywhere. They've got fans in that town and that's about it. Trev, you were going to say something. Go on. Yeah, boys, listen, you, you, when you're talking about our fans, right, you, you get this cronky thing, you were getting a bit too specific there. I've got an issue with our fans in general at the moment, right? It just seems that whatever happens, I know cronky is probably actually the root cause, but looking at the bigger picture, our, our fans moan about everything, right? Our fans moan about everything. People, people are, people are right. moaning that we haven't made a signing. There's still seven, seven weeks yeah. to go. And listen, right, This the people... The biggest moan, one of the biggest moans last season was about the atmosphere in the stadium, right? About the atmosphere in the stadium. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to name names here. But one young lad, agree with him or not agree with him, has tried to do something about it. And he's got a few kids together and it may fail, it may, it may flop, it, it, it may succeed. 
but he's trying to make he's a called, bit of an he's atmosphere. Called, right? he's, ca- he's called Clock End Gooner. He's on Twitter and he's trying to start up Ashburton Army. Go on, Trev. This week on, on social media, that poor lad has, has had a right ear chewing because they didn't get that many of them at Boreham Wood last week. right? And, and one person on social media in particular called him all the names under the sun. And I know they've not even met him. Not even met him. Don't even know what he's up to. Don't know. Don't even know what his ideas are, what his aims are, what his goals are. You know, if you don't agree with it, don't agree with it. But don't knock him. Don't knock him on social media. And then next week, come to the Emirates and say, "Oh, the stadium's dead. It's a library." You know, if you don't like it, leave him be. Let him get on with it. Trev, we, we we had a debate about this on our on our message group, and I, I got, I'm able to direct message young Jack. He, the guy is he's young, okay. They're, 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 I think he's 17 or 18 years of age. He's in direct talks with the Arsenal Supporters Trust. He's in direct talks. Uh, and I mean, uh, at, at a high level within Arsenal Football Club. Arsenal Football Club are supporting what he's trying to do. He's trying to introduce atmosphere flags. Um, the, the, the club have asked him, to, uh, he's given me information, some of the information of what the club have asked him to do. And, I, I, and he's asked me not to share too much of it. But the club have asked him, like, you know, to go. They, they, they were celebrating outside Block 26 uh, in the clock end, but for crowd, prob- uh, crowd control and stuff like that, they're going to bring it in before the game so in the clock end before the game they're going to have you know celebrations um uh, of fans doing they're trying to get some sort of atmosphere like what the germans do they're a million miles off and to criticize them for like what was there about 15 20 of them that done it in bournewood yeah and they're just all they're, they're just being kids you know when i was when i was 12, 13, 14, 15. I used to go on the North Bank and, and get up to all sorts and upset the old blokes there. But I, they didn't used to run me down. Well, they didn't have social media, but just let them get on with it. If you don't agree and, with it, and, leave them be, right? I mean, to and, be honest with you, I could do without a young kid with a bloody drum stood behind me. <laughs> you know, I'm 57 yeah. years old. It'd end up doing me head in. But, you know, times are changing and we want atmosphere. Give them a chance. And and a lot of those old lads who are old timers from the football, our age sort of thing, um, they come along and go, oh, back in the day we used to do this and we used to do that and we used to do the other. They're only trying to do the same. And they're not trying to be ultras. They're not trying to be hooligans. They're not trying to be anything but Arsenal supporters and doing, uh, creating a bit of atmosphere. Um, they, they, you know, they have a membership. You can join their organisation if you want and that will give you some benefits in time. You don't have to join their organisation. You can support from outside uh you can just support them by like you know guns and yellow ribbons and arsenal fans forum have supported them heavily by i, I i've i've shared uh on facebook because they didn't have a, a facebook present originally um i shared what they were going on and doing and we've done some bits and pieces on twitter as well so fair play to them fergus i gotta ask you a question man I, I, because <clears throat> for me it seems like a good good cause we all know that the emirates atmosphere is absolute trash and we said it on the podcast that it's going to take you know the younger fans to actually you know do something about the atmosphere and the fact that a young lad has taken on that that mantle when he's trying to do something about it and this is the issue right that i was that was talking about with arsenal fans and i was slated for criticizing the fan base but the proof is in the pudding somebody's trying to do something instead of backing him the first thing you do is knock him moan and complain about everything moan about the atmosphere moan about ticket prices moan about cronky moan about this moan about that but instead of coming together and actually supporting one another you support the club so why don't you support your fellow fans but we can't do that it's so much easier to fight be negative moan complain 
but when it's time to actually come together, we don't you do know, it. You know, I was listening to what you were saying there, and I was thinking, you know, I Preach. think it's a London thing. How is it a London thing? No, 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 no. It, it's just the big city where people just, you know, everyone walks down the road and nobody acknowledges each other and everyone just gets on with their own thing. And it's not, a UK uh, thing, bro. It's a yeah, UK no, thing. You, 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 go, you go other places up north and places like that and the community is closer and stuff like that. And you go out into... Oh, come on. Okay, I don't come know. Come on. Right, let's, so let's, it's the social let's, media let's, age, bro. It's the social ah. media age. It's so much easier to, to you know... When somebody has a difference of opinion, it, it you don't have a discussion well, about it. We, you we, just shut them down. We've you know got what I mean? The, we've got on the list, which is this sort of thing, the madness of social media. The, I've had to mute so many groups. It's unbelievable. Um, the, uh, Trev touched on it before, the negativity, and you have, uh, Manny, the negativity among our fan base. And the, the, the expectation nowadays, even even if you look at some other uh, some other uh, fan bases, uh, you, you hear Man United going on about Pogba, you hear, you know, di- 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 different fans. It just... It's I want it and I want it now. You know, we have no sense of entitlement. Somebody said to me today, uh, Arsenal are starting to sound, our fan base are start, starting to sound a bit like Liverpool uh, fans, that they think that they should win the league, they're entitled to win the league because they're this sort and that sort of uh, a team. And some of our fans are, are acting like that. We have no entitlement. We, you have to earn um you have to See, I'm totally with you there. I'm so totally with you there. I think realist, you've got to be realistic in, in this world, but you've got to be realistic with football. And I think when it comes to Arsenal, you know, you look at a team like Manchester City now, miles ahead, miles ahead, because financially they're better off than everybody in that league. Um, you look at what Chelsea have done, what Man United are spending now on, on silly amounts of on players. Um, we can't compete with that or if we can we're not for some reason so I, I, I have to be realistic and say that do you know what last season finishing where we did probably was about right <laughs> you know I can't sit there and get frustrated because we didn't win the league or frustrated because we didn't win the Europa League I, I, because I didn't really expect us to <laughs> if I'm honest with you you know I thought Chelsea would win the Europa League they did I thought that Arsenal would come fifth or sixth and we did uh, so I can't sit there and start going to people. Oh, this is an absolute disgrace that we haven't won the league. Nah, we're miles ahead. we're miles behind the top two, miles behind. So what we've got to try and do next season is be the best of the rest, and that's going to be hard enough. But uh, you just got to be realistic. Because because lots of the rest are pretty shit too. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly you know, that. T- t- Tottenham are probably the most stable. Um, squad and they they've spent the most on one oh. single player. Fergus, um, don't make me angry. Don't make oh. me angry now. Don't be oh. praising them. I'm not praising them. Right. Uh, uh, Ch- Chelsea have a, a, a transfer ban, but they've got Fat Frank in place, who may get the best out of some youth players. They've got um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Jody Morris. No? Jody Morris. That's yeah. it. They've got Jody Morris in there to to work with the likes of Hudson Odoi and uh, Loftus Cheek and some of the other youth players that they that are coming back. Man United, are, I think, are totally fucked. Um, and I think th- those three to four teams, including ourselves, need to be looking hard over our shoulders at the likes of Leicester, Everton, possibly West Ham, or Watford. You know, th- th- they're... Wolves. 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 Scare me. Wolves. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're going to struggle this season, Wolves, because they're, you know, they're in the early rounds of the Europa League, so they're not going to be as good as they were last season. Yeah. I hope you're right. I have mate. to agree. I have to agree. You look at what happened with Burnley, and I think that could actually, uh, you could be right there, Manny. Yeah. What I will say about Leicester, just touching on Leicester, because 
obviously they've got Brendan Rodgers now who everybody seems to absolutely love. I think when it comes to it, if they can keep hold of some of their players that have been linked with moves away, their squad is very, very good and very young, looks hungry. I mean, I was impressed since Brendan Rodgers has come. I think their form was as good as Liverpool and Man City's home and away. It's scary, like proper scary. I thought, wow, this team actually looked like something now. They've gone and spent thirty million on Perez. They've gone and spent forty million on Tillemans, and I sit there and think, oh, do you know what? That, them two players alone would would probably do all right for us. So yeah, I actually think that that Leicester could be ones that that, that do shock this coming season. Yeah, and Villa spent nearly eighty million. Yeah, just Who, say that again. Villa. Villa. On yeah, who? No. Uh, I just was sitting, sitting watching Sky Sports News and just gave a list of a load of players. They got some play. Um, well, they spent twenty five million on Tyrone Mings from um, Bournemouth. Uh, <laughs> there is no way in hell. I was saying this with my brothers, right? There is, and it shows how bad we are in terms of transfer business. That a player like Tyrone Mings can go for twenty five million, but we've let some players go for free or for bargains and then we can't even get rid of world cup winners and decent players for a decent price Ugh. It's the we did get rid of that is frustrating that is frustrating look boys i can't get something dan just said out of my head right about the about last season about what we expected i'm sorry to go back on it but i've got to because it's doing me head in yeah. dan i agree with you 100 percent, mate right i agree with mm. you about last season about what we expected maybe a little bit better until until the last four games of the season right in the mm. league in the league i cannot for the life of me put any logic in why we went that bad we, what happened those last four games of the season? Have we switched off because of the Europa League final? I still can't figure it out. It drives me mad thinking about it. My, okay, that can, that can, you know. My answer there was is probably the the team, or if certain individuals, I don't think were good enough. And I look at the midfield we put out against Palace and Everton, mm. Palace and Atch, Maitland-Niles, Gwendozi and Elneny. That's the reason that we got overrun in midfield and lost the games. And we just needed to win one of those games. But well, I don't want to go on, to, on from last season because we'll be here all day. But uh, we need to move on from that. But, you know, I, I just I think that's that's my answer to that, Trev, really. So Ospina has been sold. He's gone and stayed uh, at Napoli. Five million. So we got our money back, basically, for the guy. You know what? I think he's been all right for the club. He comes into an awful lot of criticism. Um, he is an unorthodox player to be a keeper. He's short. Um, he stands behind the line. But, you know, good luck to the guy. Good luck to the guy. Um, talking about ins and outs, um, there's a lot of rumours, and I don't know how true or whatever they are, about Ozil um, and oh going to Fenerbahce. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's probably bollocks, but, you know, the only thing that makes me think any sort of reality in, in, in this is um, their shirt sponsor is Adidas. And the only reason why I think that Ozil will stay at Arsenal is because of the Adidas link with the new uh, new kit. But if it is a case that we need to move them on, it will be to another major Adidas uh, team. Fungus, that geezer is going nowhere. Let me tell you that now. Ozil is staying with us. There's no way anyone is going to be thinking about paying that much money a week for that geezer. After Do you know stats. I, I was really looking forward to doing this podcast. I thought, yeah, it'd be great. We'll get back and 
get talking about Arsenal. Fucking, I think I'm gonna have to jump out the window and hang myself. <laughs> He's not going anywhere, man. And that's and and oh, I can't stand the guy, man. Nobody is dumb enough to pay for a brand as opposed to a footballer. Fenerbahce can't afford him. They they put out a statement, I think today or yesterday, you know, saying yeah, that they, they, they can't did. afford it. They can't afford it. So we're stuck with. Oh God, I wasn't going to say the c they're, word. They're, they're, they're looking for a sponsor, and they've, they've they've said that they can pay eight million. They can they can pay, they can pay eight million pound a year of his wages. He's on. He's not going to go for so that, man. We, he's not going to go for that. We would, apparently we, he loves London. No, right? no apparently we, loves we, London. Apparently he loves still, Arsenal. We would still have to pay him one hundred and five grand a week, even though he's not with us. Oh fuck that guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, fuck him, right? And fuck all his fans who actually believe okay, that he loves okay. Arsenal. Okay, fuck so he, you. Yeah, I gonna yeah. So he, he stay. He stays. Ozil won't, won't play this season that much. If he's if he's got the attitude of last season, I'm hoping Emery is that stronger manager, like he did at times last season. He'll say to Ozil, "Off you trot, off you trot, not having you." On your oh way. please! Right. His fans will come out in droves and be like, "Look, he needs to play. We miss him." If Ozil was playing, yeah, he would have created this to fuck off. Manny, listen, yeah, I'm Manny, up, Manny, Manny, listen. The, the, what what was that survey that was released yesterday? It was the Guna, wasn't it? The Guna yeah, survey. Yeah, Guna online. So I, yeah. I don't know how many fans it was, but however many it was, right? Eighty-seven percent, I think. I, I think I thought it was eighty-five, Fergus, but it was right up there. Eighty-five percent of our all of our fans want him gone. That's massive. Bullshit. That's Bullshit, massive. right? Bullshit. Somebody got abused and some of the shit that I took from certain Ozil fans, all of a sudden they're flipping and they want him gone. No, stick to your camp. You wanted him here. He's the greatest number 10 in the world. Well, stay over there. Don't come over here and start, and start talking so, to people like me saying, that, oh, you were right about him. I've been chatting shit about this dude for four years because the proof is in the pudding. I've taken enough abuse for it. And now people want to switch ties. No, fuck off. Stay over there. Are you <laughs> so talking to me? <laughs> no, no, not you. Are you talking to me? <laughs> I've, listen, never, listen, I've never been a big Ozil supporter. I've never called I'm not talking about you, bad. bro. Oh, I'll let you off then. <laughs> I'm not talking about you, man. But the people who I'm talking about know exactly who they are. All right, yeah? Terry. <laughs> Don't switch sides now, man. Stay over there. Keep defending him. You love yeah, him. T- yes, Terry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So, hang on a minute. I just if, want to confirm something, Fergus. Manny, is that... So, you don't like Ozil then? Is that right? Man, just, can, mm, if I see him in the street, I might slap him. <laughs> right. Joking, right. Man. Okay. So, if, if the rumoured 70, 60, 50, 40 million, 80 million pound move comes off for Zaha... Two questions. The first question is related to the last topic, which is, could he be the key to unlocking Ozil? <laughs> Hang no. on, and let, 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 no, no, let, let me let me justify this. Why I say it? You look, you look at stop it, man. You, you you look at you look at Real Madrid when when he was at Real Madrid and he had Benzema on the wing and the pace and the speed and he'd flick one twos and they, they they okay it's a different league and everything else but could Zaha bring that out in in Ozil nope nope straight up Ozil couldn't you know he couldn't psych himself up for a World Cup final for two FA Cup finals, you know, for the Europa League final. When Sanchez was there, he was still shit. He has the most assists to, to, to Giroud, but apparently it's Giroud's fault for him not breaking the, you know, the Thierry Henry record. Um, 
Ozil, Saha is not going to bring nothing out of Ozil, man. Ozil can't bring nothing out of himself. Some of the comments by the Bayern owner, like you would have expected him to respond to those, but he didn't. He's not. He doesn't have it. All right, he doesn't boys, have it. Boys, do you think? Do you think Zaha could bring anything out in Ozil to a, a better side of him? No, I agree no. with Manny. Nothing more to add. Manny's said the lot. No, and, and I tell I you don't. what. If Zaha does make Ozil play better, then Ozil is even more of a fraud because he's not been interested. Do you know what? He only had three assists all last season, Ozil. Did nothing. Wasn't interested. <laughs> it was embarrassing. And I'll tell you, it's, I, I challenge you to, to, to tell me when I've ever spoke badly about a player like that before because you I haven't. don't do it. You I haven't. don't do it, right? Out of respect for the Arsenal Football Club, the Arsenal. But this bloke's gone over the top for me now. I'm done with him. I'm with Manny all the way. I'll tell you what, if, if we see him in the street, I'm not letting Manny slap him. I'm double teaming him with Manny. <laughs> tag, tag fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Jesus. Um, four players. Uh, sorry, the last thing on Zaha. Do you want him? Hell yeah. I'd take him. I'd take mm-hmm. him. 100%. I think that he creates stuff. He's that kind of player that gets into the box, win penalties, he's quite technically good. I think he is actually a, a, a winger, which is what I believe we need. I don't think we have wingers. I think that if you look at what we've got currently, Ozil, Mkhitaryan, uh, you look at obviously Reese Nelson and Iwobi coming back, but they're really the only wide players I can see in the team at the moment. So Zaha would fit right in. I actually think that I'd be more excited to see what he can do with Aubameyang and Lacazette as opposed to Ozil. For me, if we sign Zaha, Ozil should not just should just not get in the team for me. Okay, fair enough. Um, Tierney, let's talk about Tierney. Uh, is the step from uh, the Scottish? one horse race into the Premier League do you think it'll be a step too far for him I haven't seen enough of Kieran Tierney if I'm honest so I can't really comment on this guy if he's anything like Andrew Robertson I'll be be well happy but I've not seen enough of the guy so I can't really comment I'm afraid Trev yeah I'll tell you what Dan's right there that Robertson what a find he was and if Tierney did come and turned out to be half the player he is I'd be happy. Of course you can make the jump from Scottish football. It's been done forever, you know. It'll be hard for him because if we, you know, my view is that the Scottish Premiership is like the Championship here at best, you know. But well, it's, not, it's not even that good. But he can make the move. He can make the move, Tierney. And I hope we get him. You know, let's... Uh, we, we, we've been Monre- saying we need defenders. Let's get some defenders. Monreal has signed an extension to his contract. Will that affect the move? Do you think that could block it? See, I don't think that will. The reason I say that is because I think he's keeping Nacho for one more year because he knows that he's a good option for free at the back or left back. I, I wouldn't su- wouldn't be surprised if we try and get rid of Kalasanac either because I think he's on, what, 120 a week, is he on? Is I think he he's on 95, but we got him in for oh, free, he? didn't we? Oh, yeah. well, there you go. He's, he's on too much money for me. I, I don't mind the guy going forward. He can't defend to save his life, but um, I don't shit. mind that. But, yeah, but if, if, you know, that would be hard. That's going to be oh, hard to get rid of him, obviously, in it. So we'll see. What's with you and this guy, Trev? You know, I saw a, a steal. That I wasn't Trev. Tre- 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 didn't tre- say anything. No, that was I, I did. I, no, it was me. I growled. I did growl. Oh. He's oh, dog shit. Kolasinac okay. uh, dog shit. I saw a steal uh, of. Um, I, I thought know, it was Manny growling. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I thought someone had brought their dog in or something. What was going on there? <laughs> but th- th- I saw the most- steal of the Europa League final when all that idiot had to do was square it. 
for like, Aubameyang yeah. and Lacazette, they were free. That's all he needed to do. But he's so brain dead, right, that he took a touch. The man, he's dog shit. He is shit. And if we do get to any, right, which I hope we do, um, because we need younger, more vibrant, attacking, uh, you know, defenders who know how to defend. I hope we do get rid of Kebab Meathead because he sucks. Kalasnak <laughs> sucks. All right, he's dog shit. Listen, the, the reason they've given Monreal another year, Dan just mentioned it, right, is because he's better in the back three and he's better in the back three than that Mustafi bloke. He's the problem. He's the one that needs to be out of the way. He needs to be gone before no, Kalasnak does. Oh, nobody rumors, wants him. There's rumours in there that Mustafi's going to go to Turkey. But again, these players are on such ridiculous wages that t- clubs are going to find it hard. The, the clubs that go for these players aren't going to be of top, top quality. So they're not going to have the financial power of some of the top six, let's say, in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So they're going to need to be buying some of our players and putting them on 40 or 50 grand a week tops. Mustafi's on about 90, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's, is, it, yeah. it, it just it shows you how bad we have managed this club's money or how bad the previous yeah. regime managed the money you, because look at some of these players nobody wants them right yeah. nobody wants them that there's barely been any talk of interest for any of these players all right el nenny's still there right jenkinson's stinking out the place mate he's so oh we have some like Bad news travels, right? Bad do news not, travels and do not badmouth my man Jenkins. He shit. <laughs> <laughs> he is shit. We've the got corporal. so many we've got so many bad players, right? That mid table teams don't even want them. Right? Yeah. That Tyron Minks can go for twenty six million, but clubs won't even offer five for the <laughs> Mustafis and, and the and the Kashonis and the fucking El Nenis, man. These players are shit. And that, that is, <laughs> that is <laughs> the problem. That's the root of the problem. That we've got average players on like mass superstar wages. Whose and, fault and is that? Well, that's what was that's what I was going to say, man. You took the words out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) whose fault is that? Somebody actually sat down and said, "You know what, Muskie? You know what, Scotran? You're worth ninety k a week." that's what we're gonna give you somebody actually sat down with his agent or his agent must be the biggest gangster in the world and said you know what he's worth 90k a week somebody right signed off on Gollum getting 350k or Mkhitaryan getting close to 200k somebody actually sat in that room and signed off on this it really shows you how bad we have mismanaged this money. So it's not about that we don't spend money because we have. We spend a lot of money. But look at what we spent it on. Yeah, true. And do we, you know, we, we've, right? We've, we... Listen, do you know, I didn't realise Mkhitaryan is on £180,000 a week. Men's yeah. Right? Men's how the... I'm going to swear. How the fuck did that happen? That's <laughs> astonishing. £180,000 a week. We Mkhitaryan. technically signed him on a free. No, no, me, Lucas, let man. Fergus, don't go there. Question. Let, let me just ask a quick question on the whole contract thing very quickly. So let's go back a couple of seasons when we had Ozil and Sanchez in a situation where they were like, yeah, give me 400 grand a week and I might stay. Now, would you rather have this happen? 25 million for Sanchez, see you later. 25 million for Ozil, see you later. Give Ramsey what he wants on his contract and then we don't have to have Mkhitaryan in a swap deal. In, in hindsight, yes. But at the time, 
as we can see on social media right now, people will be going, oh, it's fucking Van Persie all over again. You can see the thing about the rumours about um, Aubameyang going to Man United. People are kicking off and shit like that. Uh, I don't want to lose Aubameyang, um, but and I don't particularly don't want to strengthen Man United um, or any other Premier League team. But a, a 30, 31 year old player, and if somebody's going to give you eighty million for him, and he's not signing an extension, I know he hasn't uh, said he won't sign an extension, but he's not signed an extension to his contract. And at the end of that contract, if he did get an extension, he's worth fuck all, really. Um, I'd get rid. You know, I don't want to, but I'd get rid. But we've got Edu in now, haven't we, as a technical director. What do you think he's going to do? Uh, I'm so happy about that announcement. I don't know what it is. I think it's the the nostalgia. You know, I think that he was, you know, underrated as a player. You know what I mean? When you really... 49, 49, undefeated. Exactly, and he was a part of that, and he was a part of, you know, the, the Inter Milan win, you know, away from home, scored a goal out there. Um, and, and the reaction from some of our fans, so we have some the dumbest fan base in the world, <laughs> right? Because already people are going, oh, but what is he going to do? We could have gone for somebody better. Listen, it came out in the media that the guy who's going to be technical director, either he's worked with Emery before or he's got Arsenal DNA. You can't tell me that Edu doesn't have Arsenal DNA. And we he's want, done the we job wanted Monchi first ahead of him, but we couldn't get yeah, him. Exactly. Monchi went back to Seville. Yeah. So and, and Edu's done the job. I know it's different because, you know, the, the European market is clearly different, but he's no he knows a market that we don't know. Right? And we've got to give him a chance. But like I said, this fan base is so stupid already you got people running him down and saying, Oh, what is he gonna do and this and that? Give the guy a chance. I'm happy with the damn appointment and I'm hoping that he can actually guide us through a period where we can get back some of our self-respect because we've been battered the last few years. So let's see what happens. Give the guy a chance, man. I'm happy with it. Yeah, must I agree. Know some links over in South America as well. He must know who's there and, and you know, who's worth having a punt on surely so Wasn't hopefully bring some of that to he him. was technical director of the Brazilian football team the Corinthians and stuff like that yeah, so Corinthians. He, he'll, he'll know some shit he'll know some shit a couple of other things just to go through too and then we'll probably take a, a quick break and we've got some questions if you can stay around or if not we can do that uh, another time but yeah. um, uh, we had the new kit uh, who's buying it nope yes it's nice it's nice yeah, it's like really it. nice it's really nice, really nice. I saw it in person, like somebody was wearing it um, out on the road. It's really nice, but yeah, I'm not buying it. I don't buy Arsenal shirts. Uh, did you see also that the they've got an Adidas three-stripe training top, and that looks really nice. That's just like a, a polo tee with the, the Adidas three-stripes, the Arsenal logo on it, and um, I'm looking forward to some of their, the, the more casual wear stuff. I, I, I probably will buy... One of the shirts, I probably. I like the away shirt. I'm not gonna lie. I like yes. yes, preach it, preach it, preach yes. it. It's beautiful, and I, I think it. that's the one you're going for, Trev, isn't it? I'm buying them all. You're buying I'm them all. Buying, oh yeah, because I, uh, at home, in my, my home in England, I've got my Arsenal room, haven't I? And I have the shirts on the walls and blah blah blah. You know, so I'll yeah. buy them. Yeah, I'll buy them. Well, hopefully, and- the kids. If you're listening, kids, buy them for me, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you better do them an extra large. He's been out in Greece for a little while. <laughs> Fergus, I wish I could say I can you're wrong, but you're Trev not. In bit, I can guarantee Trev, you're probably still in better shape than Fergus. I can almost Fucking guarantee right. you. Fucking right. My, my body's a temple. Yeah. It's just a very big temple. <laughs> <laughs> and the third, the, the, the away kit gets uh, launched. I think this weekend on the fifteenth. Um, and the third kit, I think it's the 22nd. Third kit, why? 
Why? Why? Why? Oh, don't I've not seen start. A kit. I can't. I can't. Uh, know. Is what's, it? What's it's a it? blue color. Is, is it a U for? Is it? A, I don't know if it is or not. It, something's going around the back of my head. Is it a UA for requirement that we have three kits? That no. may be complete and utter bullshit. No, I, don't, I, 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 I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't. No. Know. Surely it's better than a mint green, man. Surely. Oh, anything's oh. gonna be better. Listen, I love green, I'm Irish, but fuck me, I don't want to see Arsenal ever play in fucking mint green ever again in my life. Because all it reminds me of was one player, his eyes stick out. Mm. I thought Kalazin actually looked good in that mint green kit. <laughs> you might want to go... It's probably because if you had put a little bit of red on there and a little bit of chilli sauce, look just like a kebab, didn't he? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, listen, a, a shout-out has got to go out. Uh, we had Gay Pride in, in London uh, last week. And uh, there was a, a huge representation uh, from the gay gooners. You know, we're all different. We all do different things and everything else. Um, and, you know, I thought it was good what Arsenal did and, and the representation. We got a banner up in the in, in the stadium as well. But uh, I did put up stuff on Guns and Yellow Ribbon's Facebook page and also on Arsenal Fans Forum. And uh, some of the comments on there, I I will add that a lot of those comments were not coming from Europe. Um, are the United States uh, not even like the you know it was coming more from our African and uh, uh, and that sort of fan base that are following on there and you know God ain't gonna fucking shoot you or haunt you or got you down in a bible book somewhere you know it's yeah it grow some boys and girls you know we're all different so oh, please, say. man. There's some people out there who think that equality shouldn't be spoken about and they didn't come from the African continent either all right, so no, we've got to look we, closer we, we, to home. We had, some of the comments, some of the comments that I saw, some of the comments that I saw, um, you know, on, on Twitter and things like that, mate. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, listen, we have some questions. Uh, we've got about seven or eight questions. We're just going to stick in a quick break right here, and uh, we'll be back with our questions. Right, so our first question comes in from Scott Wise. He said, we've, we've already done this in the first half. I'm reading a lot of negativity from fans on all pages and so on. So realistically, what would you consider a good season? And are people going to judge our forthcoming season uh, on our summer transfer activity? Yeah, of course they will. That always mm. happens. Every single season, oh, we've not signed this. We haven't got the centre-back that we needed. All of this stuff will come out. Realistically, what I think would be a good season, top four. Top four, surely that's a good season. You know, we're not going to get... I actually think there'll be a, a, a huge gap between uh, second and third. I think Liverpool and City will fight it out. There'll be a big gap, um, 10 to 15 points, I'm going to say. And then I think it'll be, obviously... I don't think the top six will change. But, um, yeah, if we get top four, I'll take that now any day. Anybody, anything different to add to that? Yeah. Well, well, for me... I, I like I'm 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 win or lose, right? So for me, a good season will be to win everything. An acceptable season, as we said last year, will be to see an improvement. So yeah, and we've done. Be nice to get back in the Champions League again. I'm fed up with travelling to these poxy Eastern European middle of nowhere places. Um, so it'll be nice to get back into the Champions League and, and and an improvement on last season once again will be good. Yeah. Um, Ross Morgan's asked, um, do you think the addition of a director of football will actually help matters in the boardroom uh, and at a footballing level? level? Um, it looks like a total shambles at the moment from a fan's point of view. Uh, do you think Edu is going to make a difference 
Like, obviously, you know, Wenger comes into a lot of criticism, left, right, and centre, uh, for various reasons, for from different people, for different, rightly so, for, for for different reasons from different people. But he obviously kept some control within the the boardroom and also at pitch level. Trevor, do 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 you think that Edu will make a difference at boardroom level and then football level, and the other guys can pop in after that? Uh, well, I think it's all down to whether he'll be allowed to, to make a difference, Fergus, or will he be strong enough to make a difference? I mean, these two other blokes, they're, they're that, that unimportant to me. I, I forget their names. That Rowell, what's his name? San Lahai and who's the other bloke? San Lahey. <laughs> yeah, and then the other bloke, what's the other one? V- Vinny. Vinny, yeah. Vinny. It, they seem to be wielding, from my view, a lot of power within the club for some reason. I don't know what their input is. If we're bringing in people like Edu, who have, we spoke about it earlier, who have got the mentality to win and they've got a Brazilian history of good football, the, the only way that Mr. Edu is going to make a difference is if he's allowed to and if he's strong enough to do it. I think bringing in Edu is the final nail in the coffin of the old Wenger regime. We're now gone now. We've moved on from that now. And thinking about Edu working with Emery and don't forget Ljungberg now, right? Who's been very impressive. That excites me greatly. Just them them other lads, leave them be, let them get on with the football bit and let's see where we go. Mm. Oh. You going to say? You're going to say? Okay. No, I think it's, it's in Edu's remit, you know, to... to to look after the you know the football inside and then to implement that identity that is going to filter down to the youth teams as well and then player recruitment and things like that. So we've got another football man in at the club, right? We we're done with you know the slimy you know cue ball headed gazeteers of this world. Right? We have a football man that's coming in, which is important. We we had a, a lack of them for so many years. Um, so like you know to mirror what Trev said. It's whether he is strong enough to go, you know what, I'm going to put my, my stamp on it here. I'm going to do what needs to be done to get Arsenal to a level where, <clears throat> you know, we a respectable level. You know what I mean? A level where we can look at the club and, and, and not be so pissed off with what is going on. So we'll see what happens. Okay, uh, I'm going to combine a couple of these questions. I got one from Anthony Harris and one from Troy Reed. Uh, Anthony asks, "Why are we now the paupers of the Premiership or the Premier League?" Um, and Troy says, "Do you think people will ever get it into their uh, their heads that we lowball our transfer budget because it's a smart thing to do? People carrying on about uh, are doing his head in. So you know, it's 45 million. Uh, Manny, I'm I'm sure you have plenty to say on that one." Oh, hell yeah. The reason why we're paupers is because of the previous regime. Like, come on. I mean, look what happened during that reign. You look at the money we spent on, the who we spent it on, and how we recouped that money. Terribly. All right? That's why we're the paupers of the Premier League. And in terms of our transfer budget, fans, like I said, we have one of the dumbest fan base on the planet. The reason why we're doing it is because when Arsenal come calling, 10 million is added on the price tag, right? So if you really think that Arsenal Football Club has a budget of 45 million, you need to get your head examined, mate. It's done for a reason. It's done that so we can actually get in the door and negotiate deals. Right? We have people in, in place that know how to negotiate transfers. So if you think that 45 million is really the transfer budget, you, you're a dickhead. 
So, uh, Dan, I'm going to ask you this one, and it's got to be a combined question again. Um, so, Liam Harrison asks, first of all, uh, and then Scunny and Rob ask a, a similar question. Um, so, uh, Liam Harrison asks us, why are other clubs like West Ham, Leicester and Everton go spend bundles, but uh, we can't? Is it is it really the owner? Uh, he doesn't understand what's going on. And Scunny and um, uh, Rob ask, why are we trying? Are not trying to sign a defender? Um uh, uh, why are we trying to actually I'll save that one answer the first one about the West Ham Leicester Everton one please Dan yeah sure for me it is a little frustrating when obviously uh, people are coming in doing their business early and, and looking at, at players that we apparently haven't got budget for I'll come back to what I said earlier about Leicester buying Perez and Tillemans obviously Everton come in with Andre Gomez all good signings that I personally thought we should have been been going in for um, and you hear that we can't afford the Celtic left-back and that we haven't really got money to buy Zaha, but if you put it over six or seven seasons that we have, I have to agree with Manny. I think that when it comes to what we have actually got, I don't think anybody actually has a fucking clue what we've got, and I think they do that on purpose because they want to try and negotiate, and I totally get that. Um, when it comes to the actual, uh, the actual um, owner side of things, it is clear that Kroenke isn't interested in in investing uh, i think that that's clear to see um but i'd like to think that if we can afford if we can afford the likes of Aubameyang and Lacazette um what are they 50 or 60 million each then we've got 57 for Aubameyang yeah there you go so th- that means that we must surely have that sort of money for a player in the, in the kind of uh, key Without a doubt, so I, 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 I know we're going to see what happens over the next coming weeks, and everyone's getting frustrated. We haven't signed anyone, and we are going to sign players. What I will say is, I think that we are linked with players that we need, or, or the positions that we need. So we could do with a left back, we could do with mm. a centre back, we could do with a winger. You know, I've been looking at defensive midfielders. They're talking about yes, absolutely, um, and you know, one thing we haven't mentioned at the moment, or we've kind of have touched on, is promoting some of the youth because obviously some of the youth that, that's that, that that's coming up in a second so that oh, okay I'm, no worries I'll yeah. leave that then but yeah so, so yeah so that's, that's my answer to that one so Manny this is a question to you uh, Scunny and Rob uh, Webb put together why are we trying to sign a defender uh, that we need and then loan him straight back to the same club we're buying him from this is uh, Saliba is it from yeah. San Etienne uh, since because he's a French player I thought I'd let you answer that one <laughs> because the player asked for it himself Right, the player wanted to stay and have one more year of actually playing top flight football. So you can't go against what the player you're trying to sign wants. Saint Etienne wanted it, wanted it. Saliba himself wanted it. That's why he's staying for another year. So then, when we get him, we have a player who's a bit more mature and ready to slot into that first team. He doesn't have to go out on another year long loan, and it's an investment. So. Yeah. Okay, Trev, I've got a question for you. Um, Ian George asks, do you think the manager should give more time to our academy kids, and I think that's what you were trying to touch on a second ago, Dan, uh, um, and put them in ahead of some of the dead wood in the squad? Yeah, I most definitely do, Fergus. Regardless of whether we think that the, the players in the squad now are dead wood or not, really encourage this week to see we've, we've moved those four young lads now up to full first-team squad players. It'll make obviously make them feel wanted by the club. Probably a big boost to their confidence, and uh, 
Yeah, definitely. I want to see more of them this year. Um, they've all looked good. I like all of them, and uh, let's hope that uh, let's hope that they come on nicely this season, and, and they do get more game time. Um, the only one I, I saw a lot of, bef- I, I was, I've been very impressed with this Smith Rowe character. I think the defensive the midfielder that we've been looking for is there in that boy. He's definitely yes. there in that boy, and the others. Yeah, they're, they're all up there. They've all been improving. Maybe now's the time, eh? So, yeah, give them all a go. Give them all a go. Uh, yeah. Go and I, the only one that I, that, that I think just might need another season is young Eddie. He's young Eddie. He's obviously, there's a, player, a good player in that, lad. But he's, he's very small still, isn't he? I'm, open, I'm just hoping this next year he might put a few pound on. Shoulders might go, you know, put a bit of, pack a bit of... Yeah, like... On. like- like Walcott was, he was slight and slight, and then actually built himself up to be a half decent sized player. He's yeah. always going to be a slight guy, but yeah. that's about speed, isn't it? The, yeah. the four uh, youth players that you're talking about um, have all been given first team squad numbers. Nelson has been given uh, 24, Willock 28, uh, Eddie has been given squad 30, 30 yeah. and Smithrow 32. Yeah. Um, the last, the last three questions is it three? Yeah, last three questions I've got um, are. Uh, there's two questions from Heath Keogh and also one from Ryan McMurray. Um, they're all around the same sort of thing. And uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll ask and you can all answer them, really, to be honest. Um, uh, first one is, what does the, he- the season hold ahead for us? Um, what are your uh, what are your expectations for next season? So that's probably towards the end of, of this question. And um, uh, the, he also, how about uh, if we're not in the tech? top six next season um what do you think fans will think of uh dick or emery um and ryan mcmurray goes on and says do you see any way which emery keeps his job if he doesn't get in the top four europa league um and how soon is it going to be before we start hearing emery out allegory in who wants to go first jesus with which one uh well it's it's okay where do you do you see us first of all? Who sees us finishing outside the top six? No, no, no. I think no, we'll be all right. Top there. six minimum. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So I don't think we need to worry about. It. We think we're going to end up in the top six. Anybody think top four? Yes. It'll be a fight. Yeah, it could happen. Well, none of us are none of us are hundred percent confident, but yeah, I, I think I'm I'm like you guys. It, it could happen. I think because Man United and I think we talked t- talked about it in the first part of the, the the program. Man United and Chelsea could be in a bit of a disarray. Tottenham don't know what they're going to do. Um, so it is between those four to fight out for two spots in the Champions League uh, area. Um, will Emery come under pressure? I think if we're struggling by Christmas, I think, honestly, he will come under pressure. I think I sent on a, a message to in the message group that Emery's got till Christmas to make sure he cements um, a solid... What class is struggling by Christmas, though? What does that mean? Like what? I don't know. Probably 7th, 8th, uh, out of, you know... It's... How many points away from top four are we talking about? You're probably looking at... Te- 10, 12 points, 12 points. Okay. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you then. I would agree with you then. Uh, I, I can't see the top six changing. I can't. I've said that. I think when it comes to pressure and Emery, you know, people are saying one of the questions there was if he doesn't get top four Europa, what's going to happen to him? <sighs> Nothing, I don't think. 
Well, it, we've got an option at the at the end of the at the end of the season. His contract is finished with an option to extend for one year. You see, the thing is, boys, as well with with this new regime, which we just spoke about, right? It's it's, it's not just Emery, is it? If we're not doing well at Christmas, that's I know it. I know he's going to get it, but the sole it shouldn't be the sole focus on Emery. There's other people involved, directors of football and recruitment, this and that and this and that. So it'll be the bigger picture we have to look at, you know. The um, players as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, the players as well. They have to be responsible. Um, but and the but attitude. Trev, you, you, you know the axe always falls at the manager first. He's the figurehead. He's not the manager, he's the coach first. Head, head, I know he's the head coach, but in, in, in other teams, head coach stroke manager. Uh, yeah. The first one, first head to roll is his. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Maybe yeah. so, maybe so. But some of these players have been here long enough, and we already know that, you know, 80% of them are absolute shit. So we can't keep saying, oh, you know, the buck starts with the manager. They were shit before he got let, here. Let, let, let me ask you a, a different question then, guys. Uh, and this is one I, I'm, I'm thinking of. Would you be happy with getting rid of Mustafi, Ozil, uh, Kalasniak, getting rid of a lot of these big name players, these players that played some World Cup winners and so on, get rid of all of those, play a youth a uh, uh, half the youth team with some of the more uh, bring in a few signings you know completely restructure the team this season yes. and forgo absolutely everything and end up eighth ninth I'll take do, that man do what Liverpool did I'll take that I'll take the hit because you have Arsenal boys playing first team football yes they won't be you know ready made right but if I can see you know some semblance of you know, progression. Would would you be happy I'll with take a, that. Would you be happy with a team full of awobies? <sighs> he'll not, play he will play his heart out for the club. But, you know what, at this point I would take that because some of the players that we have can't even play their heart out for themselves. Yeah, right? We have Mustafi who's too busy trying to blame Leno for mistakes that he made. <laughs> we have a, a, an Ozil that you know, walks off the pitch, head down, you know, like he expected a round of applause, who only ever seems to show any passion when he's off the pitch, right? We have a Kolasinac who's brain dead. We have a Xhaka who's absolute trash, you know? Some of these players, can we really say that they are, well, no, they're not elite, but can we really say that our youths would do any worse than some of these guys? I'm with Manny there, mate, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I would rather be bringing on Reese Nelson and Henrik Mkhitaryan any day of the week. And I think the Europa League final kind of half-proved that when those will come on and will it come on, all of a sudden, like, you know... I it know, will be come on, you mean. It will uh, be for Ozil. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say. Um, all of a sudden, we're, we're looking like, hang on, he's, he's actually running around and giving 110%. Yeah, do you know what? He's probably not the best player in the world. But I respect him for that. You know, Look, I look do. right. And look, I'm, look. I'm with it. Look right. If... I don't like Arsenal losing any games. Let me make that point first, right? But if Arsenal lose a game, and when those players come off that pitch, I'm stood there, having paid my money to watch, and I'm thinking, well, we lost there, but by fuck them boys tried, every one yeah. of them made an effort and tried their hardest, then I can't ask for any more from them, right? Yeah. But Dan, you just said about the Europa League final last year, right? When we're losing... And we're making a sub to try and change the game. And Mr. Fucking Ozil takes two and a half minutes to walk off the field 
not rushing off yeah, the field because we're losing, doesn't go to Iwobi who's coming on and say, come on, mate, turn this game around for us, just walks yeah. off, sits on a bench and sulks, then I'll get the ump. Then I'm pissed off. Tra- then they can Trev, fuck off. I, I told you stuff went on at half time. Stuff that is not public went on at half time in that dressing room. Don't give me and, that. And Don't give me that. Don't give me that. This I rest, do that. I, I rest do assured that, you, it came di- uh, directly via a player. Fergus, stuff happened, and Ozil and another player were involved. Fergus, we are not doing that. Okay, right? Because way before that Europa League final, these players were fucking it up. Right? This started way before the Europa League final, so let's not do agreed, that. Agreed. This has been happening. Agreed. This has been happening for agreed. years with some of these players. So what, something happened in the dressing room and that's the reason why we lost the Europa League final? No, we've been losing matches like this for the for how long? Uh, With some l- of these players. Lose against Crystal oh, Palace, draw, draw against Brighton. You know, fuck's sake. So, so that, yeah, the, yeah, the away form, Everton, Leicester, how many was yeah. it? It was just embarrassing, wasn't it? Even yeah. before that, 4-0 away to Southampton. <laughs> yeah, Listen, right, right, right. I, I asked this, <laughs> I asked this question last season, right, and I want to ask Dan now because I, wa- I really want to get his view because he obviously remembers this, this, the Europa League the last, final, last, right? The last, okay. last question. The, if that Europa League final at half time, I sat in the stand there thinking, yeah, all right, half time, nil nil. This could go either way. I never saw that second half thrashing coming, right? But I I still maintain that it was only one player. If one player had swapped sides there, would have been a different result. If we'd have put Ozil in a blue shirt second half and Hazard in a red shirt second half, we fucking win that Europa League final. I'm telling you. I'm totally with you there. One player. Yeah, I'm totally with you. We'd have won that Europa League final. What's the question, Trev? That's, I was just asking Dan, and Dan agrees, because I was, I was, and, and no, Hazard that, probably that, earns that off a, his money. That was a statement. Right, sorry, boys. <laughs> sorry, boys. No, Trev, I totally agree with you, though, mate. I totally agree. Yeah. And, and this is the thing, and, and, and I've always said it, that Ozil was supposed to be this Hazard player, and he's getting paid more than him and all this. Well, actually, I don't know what he's on now, Hazard gone to Real Madrid, but um, he's nowhere near that. Do you know what I mean? He's nowhere near a David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Eden Hazard, um, Amane, Asala. I can go on. Ericsson, do you know what I mean? I hate saying it, but come on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm with you, mate. And it is his attitude, and it, it stinks, and it, it has got to change. It has got to It's not going to change, bro. Well, like, this it, is it's, problem, it's too far gone. It's too it far gone. Big, it's the reason it why he was... 30? Yeah, he's going to be 31. It's one of the reasons why he was kicked out of Real Madrid. You know, it was between, it was between him or Di Maria. And Di Maria showed, you know... Um, what's his name again? What's the Napoli manager's name? Ancelotti, that's the one. He showed Ancelotti that, you know, he wants to be here and he's taking on this philosophy. Ozil didn't and he came to us. And for the last six years, he showed us absolutely nothing. I don't give a fuck what anyone tells me. In, in fairness, he, he did have some good games. I can remember, Dan, Trev, you'll remember the days that we were in there at halftime singing his name when he ripped apart <laughs> defences and stuff like that. And he's done some great things in the first two or three years of his contract. But in the last two seasons, uh, you know... You know, I, I I said when Sanchez, I I probably would have rather Sanchez stay than Ozil. Oh no! Oh no! Fergus, you have my agreement then. You have my agreement to right stop. to the end. Then you did me then. No, no, Trev, hold on, Trev, hold on, hold on a minute, right? <laughs> because no, Fergus, you fucker. <laughs> I was standing right next to this guy, right against Huddersfield, freezing my 
balls off, right? <laughs> Fergus asked me, who would you rather keep? Ozil ah. or Sanchez, right? I said Sanchez, right? I wanted to keep Sanchez because the yes. impact that Sanchez made, yes. Yes. right, to us was obvious. This fucker here said Ozil, oh, <laughs> now you want to change your tune? No, I'm not letting you get away with it. You wanted him to stay and he's still here, right? You got your wish. <laughs> You're not getting away with that one, man. <laughs> Preach. Preach. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> If I wasn't on this podcast, I've been at the football. You know what I'm like at the football, Dan. (laughs) I've normally been out with Mark. (laughs) Oh, mate, that's definitely a few. I'll give give Ozil one game last season at home to Leicester. That was about it for me. Yes, yeah, that was his his one appearance last season, really. Man, I had an argument with Terry, Terry Curtis. You know when we played Liverpool, the free-free, and Terry Curtis was having, you know, one of his wanking sessions over (laughs) (laughs) those. And I told him, I was like, you know what? If anybody wants to know, Terry Curtis is an Arsenal fan's form, so you do feel free to jump on. You have to answer a few questions (laughs) to join, but uh, we'll, we'll add you. Go on. Yeah, I mean, I was like, me and him were having, a, were having a back and forth because I was like, you know what? Do it again. Because apparently he had a great game. I was like, you know what? Do it again. It took him a year, right? For the Leicester game to even have remotely of a great game that you can actually remember. A year. You know, that is so true. I was with, uh, I was with a, a, guy, a guy today and uh, I work in, in, uh, w- with the car industry and sales and stuff like that. And I was in chatting to one of the managers of um, a dealership and saying, yeah, he says, oh, I, don't, I said, how's the month gone? He said, yeah, we're, we're okay. So it wasn't the top, wasn't the bottom. So I'm, I'm, I'm t- type of out of sight, out of mind, you know. I said, yeah, I said, being the top, I was always somebody trying to chip at you and you don't be at the bottom because you're always blamed. And uh, some some guy said, yeah, uh, that happened to another guy. Um, and he, his first month in the job, smashed it out of the park. And the group director came along and said, hmm, great result. Do it again. And he didn't. All right, there, there you go, mate. Uh, there you see, go. We just touched on it. I know we've got to move on, but we just touched on it before. What's the most frustrating thing for me of all is we know he can do it. If he wants yes. to. He can do it, yes. right? But he doesn't. So off he goes. Mm. Boys, listen, um, we have had one hell of a baptism of fire for Dan, haven't we? <laughs> I've loved it. You've enjoyed it? Oh, mate, it's been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to meet uh, new people as well and talk some Arsenal. But yeah, it's been great, mate. Really appreciate it. You, you won't see much of Manny around the North Bank. Nah, is that nah, true? Nah, he don't, nah. He don't do Arsenal, do you, Manny? I don't do Arsenal games, but I told you I want to get to one. <laughs> I want yeah. to get to one before the season's done, and I catch my flight to Canada. Right, so I want to. I want to. Get why don't to we? One why don't least. listen? If, if anybody's got a spare for the North London derby, that would be the one. Woo, Lord have mercy. Woo, <laughs> me at North London derby. That Jesus could, that, Christ, that would be seventy pound well spent. We could even do crowdfunding for it. <laughs> Man, <laughs> listen. I remember what happened to your voice last season. You know, after the four-two and and all of that. Man, I won't even have nuts. a voice left. Oh, Dan, do you remember that? That was nuts. Oh, it's just the best. Uh, when that, that Torreira that... goal went in. Fucking, oh. I, crowd, I crowd surfed. Oh. <laughs> yes. What a day. So you can't come to the mosh pit, man. <laughs> I didn't have a fucking choice, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh right. you have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Thank you very much, Manny. Thank you very much, Trevor. Get back. Oh, the sun has gone down, I think, now. Um in in, in Cos. Uh, what do you've got? 32 degrees tomorrow, I expect. Um and, at least, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> at least. And Dan, welcome to the madness that is Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Thank you very much, man. You're welcome. Um, Guns and Yellow Ribbons, remember, is a uh, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. You can check out our other content at gunsandyellowribbons.com. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. You know what to say. Up the arse. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.